Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. me like i don't know 10 years ago you know what's your band like what's your what's your band you know you like the one band that defines you as you know, whoever you've been over the course of your life um i would have said you know, sticks van halen right right you know m- maybe on a larky day i might have said the who or something like that um i would not have ever said uh depeche mode but i think it's depeche mode <laughs> i think it's depeche mode too <laughs> They're so good. When I was at DC 101, they weren't playing them because it was the 90s. Oh, sure, I was right. Like, oh my God, Depeche Mode, and they're like, no. Nope. And it's just you know, whenever whenever <laughs> a song them. comes on, or whenever you know, I, I go to Paul. Pil- no, I'm like, yep, no, all those. <laughs> I was listening to the um, what is it? The um, it was a double album set from back. There was a live album set. Right. People or people, maybe I don't. know. Anyway, I'm like, oh, these are so good. It's so and my good. wife, who's five years younger, is like. Mm, I haven't heard of that. This band mm, sucks, I don't know right? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. No, Darren's kind of moody, isn't it? Too, yeah, is so. that the same as REM? No, no, same. it's no. same band, same accents. <laughs> we, we, we talked the other day about our frivolous topic was um, uh, uh, celebrities lookalikes. You know, yeah, sort of, right. Like doppelgangers that you can't tell them apart. Not really when you think about it, and uh, you know. In, like, music, you have that for bands you can't tell apart. Right. Um, but mostly it's for when people don't really know the genre. Mm-hmm. So people who are, like, you know, all snooty about their genre, they would be, oh, so offended. How dare you? <laughs> and people on the outside are like, are they different? <laughs> the Cure, Depression Mode, R.E.M., all the same, right? Aren't they? Michael Stipe, isn't that all the pe- same people? Sting? No, Tim- no, no. Stop it. You're that's, hurting my that's ears. That's why I felt at Cat Country for a long time. <laughs> it's like... They're just one song with many titles, but then you get used to it, and That's it's right. and they are they are different, and those people That's, are the nicest people I in totally the whole understand. wide world. Yeah, no, yeah, I, it's like, I, oh. have, I have funny conversations with Brent all the time. Brent Lane's a you know good friend. He's a co-host of the morning Wonderful show. Man. You're a co-host for a long mm-hmm. time at yeah, Cat Country. Great guy. And um, for any any of the any of the folks from Cat, you know, who I know them all, they're good friends. I mean, they're thirty feet away right now, and um, it's so funny because their whole world is. Country. Country music. A whole and so they'll make some comment about, I, I don't know, Eric Church would be a name I happen right. to recognize. And they, and, and, you know, and, and, and I'd be like, that's a country star, right? <laughs> you, you know, have like, always been like that. Yeah, that's yeah, 100% like, true. Like, like, how do you not know level? who Eric Church is? But, right, then, ag- but right. then again, I make some comment. I'm like, but Charles Bear said, and they're like, who? <laughs> you are 100% <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I'm like, who My is that? My world and your world. I was like, Alex know? Andrade listens to the show? Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Exactly, He's a real person? Right. Yeah. Oh, man. 513. That's a good record. That's three minutes in the show. We haven't said anything newsworthy yet. I love it. I kind of like this model. Hey, let's, I let's never do. Um... All right, so we got we have a a woke revolution going on. Like, you know, on Fridays I do this thing. It's called the Transgressors Memorial Service, where I yeah, make I almost fun, texted you yesterday. I, I make fun of cancel culture. I make fun of woke culture by pretending to be one, like an advocate. You know, somebody who's first know, time I heard it, I quit. You, yeah, well, like I'm. <laughs> It, the, the, the the premise is I play a, a a woke pastor doing a funeral service for the things that got canceled that week, and in the process explaining slash mocking cancel culture. I and I always say, look, I don't make these stories up. 
these are real stories from real like news articles and people don't believe me half the time I'm like go look it up go seriously go look it up that's a real thing and and yet i feel like every week all i want to do is i just want to be able to keep up with the cancelers you know every week i feel like i want to just you know i pick three three ones i can't keep up like just yesterday yesterday alone we had one two three four that could easily be in Friday's service in one day. Like I get seven days, three stories. They get one day, they got four. Okay, let me let me let me walk you through the headlines here a little bit. Um, and I, you know what, I, I should probably have the song handy, but I just don't have it handy. You know, um, you know the latest target of cancel culture is Aretha Franklin song, "A Natural Woman." Cause you make me feel. Right, like and that's and that's that's woman. that's all I'm gonna yeah. sing because I know I don't sing well, and I don't want right. to ruin a good thing for you. Okay, but you make me feel like a natural woman. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. There's no such thing as a natural woman because the acronyms are coming for you. Right. That's <laughs> that's what happened yesterday. But this, this is no actually no more NWs. Yeah. Right. The, the, this is a really interesting story. Here's why: because this um, organization calling themselves the Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance. Because what we need is another long acronym string, the TCMA. Seriously, it's on their Twitter feed. The TCMA, founded in January of this year, exclusively by trans individuals promoting cultural changes to ensure the inclusivity of trans individuals, DM us to support our mission. Uh, that means direct message, old people. Anyway, um, so here's here's the <laughs> sorry, couldn't no, resist. Me too, I know. Here's here's the um, here's what they put out as a tweet. Uh, Aretha Franklin's 1968 song, Natural Woman, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. There is no such thing as a, quote, natural woman. This song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. TCMA is requesting it is requesting it is should be B. I mean, if you're going to be snooty, at least have snooty grammar. Uh, TCMA is requesting it is removed from Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> and- Aretha Franklin? Okay, so that's it, okay, right? So what's interesting about this is the backlash against was way stronger than, you know, you ever you ever get out in front of what you think is a movement and you're like Iceman riding the wave of water, you're freezing as you go through it, and then you discover there's no water there anymore? <laughs> you're just like surfing on the air and you can't freeze that fast enough? I, I don't know, that's the metaphor that comes to mind. Anyway, so they discovered that they were way out in front of the surf on this one. Because people said, um, uh, let's see, so someone heard the song and attacked trans people. What are things that never happened for $400? <laughs> oh, my God. Get a, this is another one. Oh, my God. Get a life and stop trying to cancel everything. How sad and pathetic one's life must be if this is a priority to you. This is a great song. You go, girl, at Aretha Franklin. Yes. Somebody says, it's a great song, and I'm going to listen to it right now because of this post. Thank you. Somebody says, this is satire, right? Somebody says, clearly this is a parody. Come on, guys. Good one. Almost got me. And, okay, so... After everybody, because you got to understand, you, you 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 can't come for like Aretha Franklin. You, yeah. You, you can't come for like Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know, you no, got to yeah. ask the Squidbillies how that worked out. Right. You yeah. got you got to figure out like you know who is not within the target package possibility zone. Right. You know you you can't come for Taylor Swift and Beyonce. I'm telling you, there's people that are just off limits. Because right? there's people that stand up because for other they're people. right, and because they're amazing people, and they make art that everybody loves. And if you don't love it, you know what's wrong with you. Anyway, so this TCMA organization has to come out and pretend it was satire. 
Oh, good. That's their that's their follow up. Is <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, and so so they <laughs> they said uh, and they had now updated their Twitter bio to say parody satire. Now it is a relatively new organization since you know just January of right now. Um, but they say this was indeed a satirical post, and we didn't mean it. But then then they had to come out and explain. Well, but we're not a satire organization exactly. We're very confused. Um, their identity is changing at by the moment. Let's just put it that way, which is, you know, I suppose sort of fitting. So that's one. Okay, that was just, that was one that came out yesterday. Here, here's your two. Here's your number two. Um, and this is, this is not like, you'll see. So Microsoft, who makes Xbox, one of the, what, three main video game platforms, I that's guess. Correct. You know, PlayStation I, I, and Wii and mm-hmm. Xbox. Um, and so... They've come out and said that the consoles, the Xbox consoles, now have a new default setting designed to make gamers more environmentally conscious or at least less harmful. Great. So that when you're not playing, things go into a, you know, a, a sleep mode and it goes there by default automatically because they want people to become more carbon aware. Xbox says, uh, in the homes of our fans, we not only hold ourselves accountable to the carbon emissions in the production and distribution of our products, but to emissions created with the use of our products in the homes of our fans as well. Being carbon aware means reducing carbon footprint by optimizing updates and downloads to run at a time when the console can uh, use the most renewable energy. So they're they're not only kind of shutting your system down on you when you're not using it, they are specifically designing updates to be installed at times when the mix of energy is most likely to be renewable. I'm not really sure what that means. High wind times in the West or, you know, high sun times in the South. I really don't know what they're talking about, but okay. That's great. And they, and, and look, I don't have any problem with this particularly. They actually say um, uh, part of it is that, you know, you will boot up more slowly. Okay. Cause it's from a more shut down thing, but other, but what people are reacting to is like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, how much farther can we go in terms of prostrating ourselves at the feet of reducing energy? Uh, no advocate of woke culture himself, Ted Cruz tweeted first gas stoves, which turns out not to be, but sort of is still then your coffee. And now they're gunning for your Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, first your real guns, then your fake ones. Right? Could this? Well, (laughs) actually, first your fake guns. Almost. Um, Somebody says uh, John Ziegler is a a journalist. Says, could this be what finally makes some young people realize the negative real world impacts of the climate scam? Or, in other words, uh, or on the other hand, could this be the most culturally productive thing ever done under the guise of the alleged climate emergency? (laughs) And it's just like now, if you are not appropriately managing the energy use on your game console. You know, they're coming for you or maybe they'll take the power away from you by, you know, doing it on your behalf. So and then the, the third one. Oh, this was funny. Um, LOL is from uh, YAF on Twitter. Now, LOL. Now the woke brigade is after video games, all in the name of climate change. Xbox will force gamers power down to flight climate change, touting the first carbon aware console. All right. So that was that was number two. And then number three, again, all in the space of 24 hours yesterday. M&M's. That's why I almost texted you. Did you see yeah, that? I, I did see that. And I was like, nah, he already knows. So the backstory on this is that, what was it, last year, I guess, when M&M's went 
full feminist on there. You know, they changed the heels to pumps and they desexualized the green M&M and the purple. I don't, I don't even remember the details. I, and one of the M&Ms was given a, a Gen X sensibility. There's, you know, more sensitive and more anxious and a little bit more concerned about hanging around with other m and I mean, I don't remember all the details, but this was the gist of it, right? Is they were modernizing and PCing, which is what we used to call woke culture or cancel culture was PC. Anyway, um, you know, making the M&Ms less uh, marginalizing and othering and whatever, or, or ist, you know, sexist, genderist, colorist, tallest, whatever. So now, now they, <laughs> I'm going to read to you from the release, America, let's talk. And it's got, a, it's got, it's all over brown. And then it's got uh, all of the M&Ms at the bottom. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. Spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone <laughs> would even notice. <laughs> How little you know us. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. By the way, you capitalize internet people. Uh, but now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Well, you did it for ideology's sake, you dummies. Which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Hint, you can't bring people together over ideological differences. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. They're firing all of the spokes. I mean, they're fictional characters, so whatever. Um, in their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson. Be careful not to gender anybody. America can agree on the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. So they're firing all of the fictional rainbow character candies, which was kind of a apropos representation of cancel culture for M&Ms to have, right? Rainbow colored candies. Anyway, uh, but they're firing all of them to hire, you know, one brown lady, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> nice. Just, Her mom sang Loving You. <laughs> just, I know. It's amazing. I mean, it's genuinely amazing. And I get people texting me all day yesterday, Andrew, I quit. I want off the ride. I mean, <laughs> like, when do we get rid of all of this? I said, you can't. It's it's probably just got to play itself out, honestly. It's just crazy. Somebody else said, well, Maya Rudolph is a living legend. Eh, sure. I mean, she's great. Um, but but I'm genuinely curious, did they ever consider, you know, Eminem? Oh, nice. Yeah. No, yeah. probably not. Well, but, as candy, I'm offended. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. You you speak for all candy. I do. By name. 524 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Yes. Yes. I'm George. George McFly. I'm your density. 
Good morning. 525 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm your density. 41 degrees right now. Good Lord. What's wrong with this? I think it's January. And uh, this afternoon into tomorrow morning, we have bad weather coming. We are a three out of five on the danger map. What? Uh, yeah. T- it starts this afternoon and then it's going to go overnight. It's basically right now the, the thing they're most concerned about is wind and then, you know, rain. Uh, but you can anticipate uh, the likelihood this has not been done yet, but when we get closer, I would expect that you would uh, expect to, uh, to see a uh, tornado watches would be very, very likely uh, later on this evening into overnight into tomorrow. So starting about five o'clock this afternoon until about five o'clock tomorrow morning is when all the uh, uh, the danger zone is. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Well, there's some new information on those mass shootings in California uh, that we talked about yesterday. Police now say they believe the suspect accused of killing the seven people at two different locations in the San Francisco area acted alone. Those shootings happened uh, Monday in Half Moon Bay, and authorities say the elderly suspect turned himself in and is now cooperating. The IRS going into this tax season uh, with thousands of new customer service representatives they had uh, some new funding from the Inflation Reduction Act. Some 5,000 new reps will be uh, be working, and that should help reduce call waiting times and also shorten processing time for uh, t- paper tax returns. And today's the day. The Senate Judiciary Committee holding a hearing today on the lack of competition in the event ticketing business. This comes after that big debacle of the uh, Taylor Swift concert tickets that uh, many fans were frustrated about. So uh, they'll be holding that hearing today. We'll see what comes of it. Very good. I, I guess uh, Ticketmaster controls, at least uh, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar, was saying that they control like 70% yes. of the space. And all I could think of was, who's the other 30? <laughs> you know, it's for sale by owner. Right. Like, is that the, you know, the, <laughs> the fizzbos of the fizzbos, uh, of the theater right. world, right? You know, There is another site, but I don't know. I mean, I've... I, you don't I, know what it is. I, I honestly not. can't think of the last... Yeah event that I went to that I didn't have to buy a Ticketmaster ticket right, from. Right, right. Yeah, and I just mean, about that's everything. the place, right? David, thanks so much for the update. 528 here on News Radio 92.3. I mentioned yesterday that uh, the open for Saturday Night Live and pretty much the ongoing theme throughout was George Santos. Of course, he's a very easy, very entertaining, uh, very funny target for jokes. And uh, you you won't find me, like, even complaining. He's a Republican, which makes him, you know, even tidier for the left on, on SNL. Uh, but so what? I, I certainly don't, don't claim the guy <laughs> you know he's he, he might vote with my team but mm, <laughs> that doesn't make him my guy right george santos is facing multiple investigations for lying about nearly every aspect of his life <laughs> to make himself appear far more successful than he is earning him the nickname instagram <laughs> That's so true. Of all of George Sanders' lies, my favorite was that he was a standout volleyball player for Baruch College. (laughs) Now, that is a fine thing to be, but an insane thing to pretend to be. (laughs) Like, that's his fantasy? Like, it's like asking a kid, what do they want to be when they grow up? And they're like, I don't know, assistant manager at Kohl's. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's got just the right level of obscurity that nobody, it's... you this know, if you're going to make providing educational resources to our community, if you're going to make up a lie, I mean, if you're going to be really crafty about it, and I don't know whether to say George Santos is really crafty or not. Uh, he did get away with a lot of them for a long time until people actually started looking. But um, the crafty lie is the one that nobody even bothers to check because it's not the kind of thing you would brag about. 
And, you know, being a volleyball player from, I guess it's Brooke, I, I would say Barrick, but whatever, fine, I'm not from the Northeast, so, uh, and I don't, even, I don't even know where it is. I'm guessing it's a Northeastern school, but I don't know. Um, anyway, that you would not brag about, you know, if you said Sanford, you know, or UCLA, or, you know, you said a major school, right, Pepperdine, um, that's got a great volleyball program, that would be a different thing. Anyway, and, and also, he's, you know, look at him. <laughs> you know, look at me, I played college volleyball, you know. You, I, I played at the University of Illinois, setter. Like, <laughs> back in the day when you could be short and be a setter. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, back to George Santos. It is a weird one to brag about. A drag queen who claims she performed with George Santos said that George did not have the glamour to be a professional. But she said another drag queen in Congress is absolutely slaying as the character Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, see, come on, Michael Che. That is, see, that's not necessary. That's not helpful. It's not cool. It's not that funny either. 5.30 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne will have your local news coming up next after Fox. News. I'm Lillian Wu. Another mass shooting in California. A suspect in custody after killing seven people at two locations south of San Francisco in Half Moon Bay. Now, authorities have arrested 67-year-old Zhao Chun Li in connection with the shootings. Police say he traveled to a mushroom farm where he opened fire, killing four people and injuring a fifth. He then went to a second location two miles away where he shot and killed three others. Now authorities say the victims were likely Chun Li's co-workers. Fox's Brooks Singman, California Governor Gavin Newsom is blaming Republicans for not taking action to tighten federal gun laws. They can lay claim to being tough on crime and have the backs of the citizens of this country, but they fail. And today marks 11 months since Russia invaded Ukraine. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, clear skies. It's 44 in Pensacola. Well, the first meeting to discuss whether Perdido should be its own town was held last night at Liberty Church on Blue Angel Parkway. That meeting put on by the group We Are Perdido, and it was described as being a preliminary what-if discussion. This is us providing educational resources to our community and asking the question, what if Perdido were a town? What if we made local decisions about these local issues? Hundreds of people did show up for that discussion. A representative from the Florida League of Cities was also there to field some questions, but she couldn't answer all of them, including what effect it would have on taxes. She said it was just too early to tell. In order for Perdido to incorporate as a town, they'd have to go through state legislators, and then they'd also have to pass a local vote. Well, fire crews responded to a house fire in the 2900 block of Sundance Lane in Cantonment overnight. Uh, right now, no word on injuries or what caused that fire, but we'll update you as we learn more. A Pensacola woman accused of intentionally overdosing her six-year-old child last September plans to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. We get more from News Radio's Joe Ford. According to the PNJ, 30-year-old Alexandria Weinrich appeared in court Monday and was denied a reduced bond and pretrial release. Her attorney reportedly argued for bond between five dollars and $10,000 because Weinrich's daughter wasn't permanently disabled. Back on September 10th, Weinrich was arrested after she allegedly overdosed both herself and her daughter with clonidine and Abilify in order to, quote, go to heaven and see Jesus. 
Her next court date is scheduled for April 26th. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Governor Ron DeSantis introducing a series of legislative proposals he said would make lives easier for Florida's teachers. Those include an additional $200 million into the pot of money earmarked, toward, earmarked towards raising teacher salaries. We'll have a billion dollars in that teacher categorical program. Since we've already met our goal of average minimum salary, all that additional money can go to increase teacher salaries however the districts want to do it. And the governor also wants to do away with mandatory teacher union dues and switch from nonpartisan to partisan school board elections. A proposed teacher's bill of rights would also offer protections for situations including when a teacher may need to step in and break up kids fighting in the classroom. An Osceola County man under investigation for terrorism now accused of lying to the FBI. The Justice Department announced last week that Kissimmee's Moad Muhammad Bankabow was indicted on three counts of making false statements to a federal agency. Prosecutors say the 22-year-old lied when he denied making plans to travel overseas to join ISIS. And they say he lied when he denied ever pledging to join ISIS as well. It's 534 News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. We're going to be seeing some clouds move in and some heat returning to the area. High near 64 degrees today. Overnight tonight, showers and thunderstorms move in. It is a weather alert day as we are expecting the possibility of strong storms through the overnight hours lasting into Wednesday morning. By Wednesday afternoon, storms will clear out with a high near 65. Temperatures drop Wednesday night with lows in the 40s. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. 44 clear skies right now. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Pensacola's Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 to 9. There is no arguing with the horrific nature of lung cancer, but does it translate into a justification for prohibiting them from smoking in an outside public area? The difference between somebody who's smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day and killing themselves is different from a few times that you breathe the diluted smoke from somebody else in an outdoor space. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. 
The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. You know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. Yeah, but if you're ever concerned about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, anything, you need to tell an adult, someone you know and trust. That can be hard, but speaking up about a problem is what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We do have a high wind watch for this afternoon, and then it's going to transition overnight into uh, a three zone. We are a three out of five. So uh, just be aware that this afternoon into tomorrow morning, we are expecting some pretty harsh weather uh, in the Pensacola vicinity. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance to talk to uh, Chief Deputy at the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office, Shane Tucker. Hey, Chief, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning, Morning News, Andrew. sir. Good morning. Always pants for you, though, right? You all don't wear shorts, do you, in the Santa Rosa Absolutely. Sheriff's Office? Uh, no, no, sure don't. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I'm not much of a short pants wearer anyway, but <laughs> I, no, we I got gotcha. you. I know PPD, the bike cops, they wear shorts, so, you know, that's uh, that just... I didn't know the answer, so I figured I'd ask. Um, serious things, though. We had a body found in an unmarked grave at Allentown Calvary Baptist last week. We did, and, and you know that that is a little bit unique. Um, I was talking to some folks that had some uh, some involvement in that, and it sounds to me like uh, that body was was possibly you know a century um, uh, old. It had been there for for uh, many many years. Um, and I, I kind of speculate that, that what happened was that was uh, just from decades ago, and maybe records weren't that great. Uh, it doesn't 
uh, appear to be anything, um, you know, suspicious circumstances or anything like that. It was just uh, maybe an improper marking in the uh, in the cemetery. Huh. Okay. Well, that turns out to be uh, not much, which is good. I mean, as opposed to some of the alternatives that could have been in that case, I'll take that. Um, you guys had a, cu- a couple of events uh, over the weekend. You had a stabbing in Milton on Saturday. Uh, Saturday afternoon, our deputies um, were uh, dispatched to the hospital uh, to take a report of, of somebody who had been been cut or stabbed. Uh, it's not really clear exactly everything that took place. The uh, the victim they spoke to said that he had been walking on uh, Rosasco Street, I believe, in Milton, when uh, three individuals that he knew uh, pulled up in the car, got out, and 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 started fighting with him. Uh, he went to the ground while while fighting with with one of these men, and at some point received some some minor cuts or stabs to his his body. And uh, he uh, he told the deputy he knew who it was and uh, refused to provide any details, stating that. Uh, he would uh, handle the matter himself. Oh well, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's not really law not and courage, order. No, no, it's not. Okay, no, we, right. we certainly prefer to be the ones that investigate and handle those matters. But you know, he he, he refused to make a further statement, and uh, you know, so at this point, there wasn't a lot we could do other than just just leave it at that. So that would be like on IMDb when they say, you know, in production. The sequel. That's 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 what I'm hearing you say. Unfortunately, that sounds reasonable. We'll go with that. All right. All right. Wow. Um, and you had a really like, I know a lot. We we try this show to be uh, for this show to be friendly to parents with kids, and um, this one's a pretty lurid, odd, bizarre one. I just want to kind of let people know in advance that they got kids in the car, especially young ones. This may not be the one for them, but you had a uh, alleged domestic disturbance on Sunday, right? Uh, last night, uh, yes, our deputies were uh, dispatched to a home in Jay. Uh, we received a complaint from um, a person who was not actually present uh, in the home when this was occurring. Uh, it was a friend of the resident. Uh, she had been contacted uh, and told that um, the uh, the alleged victim's estranged husband had broke into the home. Now, he wasn't living there. Uh, he broke in uh, uninvited and was armed with a rifle. Uh, according to the information that we were getting, uh, the victim alleged that he was he was trying to force her to have sex. He, after repeated requests, he uh, be- exposed himself and began masturbating in front of her. Um, he physically tried to get onto the victim, who was able to push him away and scream, and um, so he left. He took off. Our deputies did locate him in the area. Um, and tried to pull him over. However, uh, he fled at a high rate of speed, and uh, deputies were not able to apprehend him at the time. But charges are pending uh, for them. Oh, I, it's it's a horrible story, and I still want to make jokes. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just, you know. <sighs> well, you know, it, it it is it is a tragedy, and and one of the factors that really struck me is is. Um, so disconcerting is there were children in the home. Ah. According to the victim, you know, kudos to her. She had the wherewithal to move the altercation away from the children. She moved wow. to the other end of the house, um, and so so good for her. And, and something else I want to point out: um, good on her friend for calling um, the the sheriff's office. You know, we talk about domestic violence all the time. Yeah. And and one of the one of the components of domestic violence is 
oftentimes a, a victim, somebody who's being abused, is either in a position where they cannot communicate with authorities or do not feel safe communicating with authorities. So so thank you so much to that friend who, who didn't just ignore that text message or assume that she was just venting and, and notified us to get some, some intervention. Um, because there's no telling where that could have gone had right. we not showed up when we did. And, and, and still, to be clear, as you said, these are allegations, unconfirmed allegations. Um, but, you know, if we Correct. presume that what she's saying is accurate, having that presence of mind, like you said, to move it away from the kids and all that, I mean, that's 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 quite a lot. And uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm confident that's not the strangest thing you've ever seen in your career, so I won't ask you to tell me what that one was, maybe sometime off the air. Uh, Shane yeah, Tucker is the, uh, is the chief deputy in uh, the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, Chief, thank you so much for the time. Uh, thanks for sharing with us what you know and uh, for helping keep us safe, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. We'll talk to you soon. You, absolutely. 546 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. I deserve a reward. After all, I found our dream house. Have a pickle. Thanks. But I found out how much the house was going to cost, past the jar. But I found us the perfect mortgage. But then I found out the house had radon, Ugh. the radioactive gas that's the second leading cause of lung cancer. Yeah, well, I need mm, two pickles. I found the phone number to call, 1-800-SOS-RADON, where you can get all the information you need to test your home and fix a radon problem. Mm, no, I'd like some ice cream with this pickle. Are you trying to tell me something? Protect your family from radon. Call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Take in a brown bag lunch with the Pensacola Opera next Tuesday. The free show starts at noon and runs about 45 minutes at the Opera Center. PensacolaOpera.com for more information. Join in the Pensacola Chamber's Women in Business Coffee Get Together Friday morning at the Pensacola Chamber office. The Women in Business Council promotes women at all levels in the workplace. PensacolaChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Stream us online at NewsRadio923.com. Or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Good morning, 548 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And joining us from the newsroom, we have David Wayne with our headlines. Uh, we'll get to David in just a second. I'm early to him. He's not expecting me just yet because uh, usually our replay interview is longer, so he has more time to work on his own material. That's so, right. Uh, like David. I did for this costume. <laughs> hey, David, are you there now? I am here. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that. I'm, I, I threw your timing all off. Go ahead, sir. What's going on in the newsroom? Well, uh, the 2023 Oscar nominations will uh, be announced this morning at about 8.30 in the morning. Uh, well, 7.30, I guess, because that's Eastern time. But uh, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be hosting this year's Academy Awards show in March. Uh, former President Donald Trump blasting Senate Minority Leader Leader Mitch McConnell and his wife Elaine, uh, who was Trump's transportation secretary, in a post on Truth Social. Apparently, uh, 
this report says that he used a uh, racist nickname to refer to Chow and questioned whether she and McConnell had something to do with President Biden's alleged mishandling of classified documents. I don't have Truth Social, so I... Good uh, Lord. I don't know. I, I haven't been able Elaine to double Chow. check that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness. And, you know, I, I bet you... Even in the realm of people who know political things, like even within the news radio kind of realm of people, I bet you still there's like 3% or less of people know that Mitch McConnell's married to Elaine Chow. Like for I, yeah. most people, that's the what? what? <laughs> you know, it's hard. Like Candy's like, that's he's somebody's, they're married? Yeah. Somebody's, <laughs> right. <laughs> and her name's Elaine Chow. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, David. Was that it? Well, I could also say this. Nobody matched all six Powerball numbers on uh, Monday night. So the jackpot's now up to $526 million. Don't even think about buying a ticket. It's all mine. It's my retirement plan. Fair enough. Yeah. Andrew likes your retirement plan. <laughs> as long yeah, as I'm a part of it. you're going to have to be here. As oh, no. As I'm a part of it. You'll be his news person forever. I, yeah, no, yes. I, do. I, do, I do love so it. Oh, speaking of that, uh, David, oh. thanks so much for the update. Speaking of that, I wasn't going to talk about that just now, but it's fine. It's, it's actually a really good topic. Um, very interesting uh, article, I guess, set of comments. I'm not quite sure how you want to describe this, but this was uh, last week I was reading about this, and I, I love it when somebody smart says exactly the same thing that I've always believed, you know, because makes you feel like, ah, yeah, always new. Uh, Les Bernal is the national director of an organization called Stop Predatory Gambling. Stop Predatory Gambling. Uh, They're based in D.C., and he says, through its advertising and marketing of lotteries, state governments, that should be there, not it, but whatever, uh, state governments have turned a nation of small earners who could be small savers into a nation of habitual gamblers. Over the next eight years, the American people are going to lose more than a trillion dollars of personal wealth to commercialize gambling, at least half of which is being extracted by state lotteries. I love that term, extracted. He's right. If you could just cut that figure by 50%, like make it only a half a trillion dollars, and just, I don't mean to be like obvious numbers with you, but, you know, a thousand billion is a trillion. He's saying that that's uh, half of the money that people are going to lose in America to gambling is to state lotteries, like the Powerball or the Mega Millions or the Scratch Off, whatever. He says if you could cut that in half, there's no other policy reform that comes a thousand miles within a thousand miles of making a bigger difference in the lives of everyday Americans. Just think about think about a stimulus package that put half a trillion dollars back into the pockets of the poorest Americans. You know how Biden's always talking about the, um, you know, if you extend the child tax credit and that that what that did last year when it was being paid every month was it cut childhood poverty. And I think he says in half is what the claim is. Um, you telling me that a half a trillion dollars put back in the pockets of America's poorest because that's who buys lottery most of the time. Right. The, the It's the most regressive tax out there because it is paid most by people who make the least because they are the ones in the direst straits with the least math skills that make the choice to buy lottery tickets. Uh, by the way, I, I, I joke about the lottery sometimes, but I mean, I genuinely despise the lottery. Like, I genuinely think it's a horrific thing. OK, I, I'm I, I put up with it because a lot of Americans like it. But every time we celebrate these stories of people winning the lottery, I'm like, you're just you're selling nonsense to poor people. I mean, like, I, you know, I know I, you know, I joke, but that's, this is not, I'm not joking. He says, um, it's, um, he pointed out there's a concentration of sales outlets for uh, lottery tickets and scratch offs in poor communities. And the message is on scratch off tickets that deceitfully declare playing is your fastest way to a million dollars. 
He uh, talks about uh, states that sell things like the $50 scratch-off ticket. Texas sells a $100 scratch-off ticket. You're talking about people earning minimum wage needing to work for, what, 10 to 15 hours just to be able to buy one of these? A citizen has to work two days before they can lose it all in an instant on a $100 scratch-off ticket promoted by the Texas state government. And that lotteries market deliberately and specifically to poor people. Lotteries, he says, run aggressive marketing campaigns to lure low-income people into buying tickets. If you look at the kind of advertising they run, where they concentrate their advertising money, uh, citizens are conned into thinking they can win money on games that are designed to get them fleeced in the end. Success comes at somebody else's expense. It's a form of consumer financial fraud, price gouging, and false advertising. Again, he says. I, he's... I mean, he's just right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can, you can already, you know, for the, for the average person making uh, sixty thousand dollars a year to, uh, you know, buy a couple of lottery tickets or go into a pool with your office mates on a week, that that's not the issue. We we all know that's throwaway money. It's not throwaway money for the people who don't make very much and they don't buy one ticket. That's the difference. He says that uh, we should protect the health and well-being of kids and families by restricting gambling, advertising, marketing, and sponsorships, uh, internet streaming. Radio, TV, point of sale, all of that. We do it for all of the products that have been formally recognized as dangerous and addictive, like tap, uh, tobacco, for example. He says you could dramatically reduce poverty by cutting the financial losses citizens are suffering to state lotteries by 50%, which would result in families keeping $250 billion of personal wealth over the next eight years. That includes restricting the practice of marketing high-dollar lottery tickets, $5 or more, and other rapid-play uh, commercialized gambling games such as electronic gambling machines and Kino-like games in low-income areas. I was at Walmart last night, and I was watching some guy walk up to the machine where you can buy the scratch-off tickets, and I just wanted to, I wanted to puke, I'll be honest. Um, restrict the sale of lottery. You know, you're like, Andrew, you're pretty serious about it. Yes, I'm really serious about this. This is a real thing. I'm sure you and Danny are okay with this, but we would have made a horrible couple. <laughs> Love lottery. <laughs> um, also, restrict the sale of lottery products and check cashing outlets. That's amazing. You can go to the cash your check now kind of place and buy lottery tickets, which serve unbanked low-income people. He says you should cap the stake levels on electronic gambling machine-style games, regardless of whether it's a physical machine or online, to $2 or less. End the practice of state lottery operators reaping half their profits from citizens who have been turned into addicted gamblers. Anyway, just some thoughts. And remember, you know, the 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 sheep over the eyes of the wool on all of this was that it was going to go to benefit education. And we all knew it wouldn't. No, it did, though, right? The first futures it, or whatever, bright futures. But it took it took money away from all of the general fund that was otherwise going to be used. It, all it did is shift where we pay it from. That's all it did. Kyle Ross, who was our old traffic person, yeah. went on a scholarship because of that. Oh, sure. It, and look, it's like uh, like the local option sales tax. If you, It's not the same, but it's in the similar ballpark. Like if you have a local option sales tax and you say, hey, this road paved by local option sales tax. Woo-hoo. Was it not going to get paved anyway? I'm, <laughs> that's that's the scam. Look, and I'm you know I'm not against the local option sales tax, but like I told Mayor Reeves, uh, what was it two weeks ago, last week, whenever we talked to him, it's like, but, you know, the sales pitch is we get things we wouldn't otherwise get. Well, it's like education. It should be funding you didn't otherwise prioritize. At the very least, if you're going to profit on people not being taught math in order to fund education, which is an inherent paradox, right? Um, but if you're going to profit off of people not learning how to do math and not understanding how to financially plan and not, you know, and thinking that that's their way to happiness and success in life in a capitalist system, it's crazy. Um, at the very least... 
it ought to actually buy you things with the money generated that weren't otherwise going to be bought through general tax revenue. And it doesn't. Everybody knows it doesn't. Well, not everybody, but I mean, that's that's the reality of it. All right, four three. right, I'm off my box. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I just, since David brought it up and uh, I don't really get to full-scale whale <laughs> on the lottery like I should. No, I bought lottery tickets for Christmas for my family this year because you can get them in any denomination, you that's know? Right. So that's why I was like, all right. And then Darren was like, do not. His parents are the same way. Very fundamentalist. Yeah, they were very, topic, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, ah. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't win on any of them. Like I had to a, scratch them off. I mean, they were right there. It's not like it's a gateway <laughs> drug or anything. You know, it's not, it's not a gateway drug at all. They're pretty uh, great. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Here's your free ones to start. Next round cost you money. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, here's best. your after school special, and it's all early. <laughs> oh man, four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Oh, uh, follow up. The um, uh, Supreme Court is it the Supreme Court of Florida? Yeah, the Supreme Court of Florida ruled that the um, abortion restrictions to 15 weeks that uh, Florida legislature passed last year. Remember, the, the backstory to this is we were anticipating the Dobbs decision even before the leaked draft of the Supreme Court opinion. We were anticipating that we might, you know, that uh, pro-lifers might win on that subject, that Roe versus Wade would be overturned, and that the um, the case out of Miss- Mississippi, right? I think so. Uh, the 15-week case would be upheld. We passed a law that would match us to that, and then, of course, they full-scale overthrew through Roe versus Wade and everything is possible and many states went farther than we went last year. The hiccup in Florida is that the law making abortions past 15 weeks illegal was thought by critics to be a violation of a privacy protection amendment put in the Florida Constitution that they had interpreted as protecting abortion rights. So even though at the federal level we were fine, it was at the state level that the argument went, well, the Supreme Court ruled uh, four to one, I think it was four or five to one with two abstaining. I guess it'd be four to one. Uh, with Jorge Labarga, the only one, I don't know how he got reelected last year during the red wave in Florida, but it's because people don't pay attention to Supreme Court positions. Anyway, um, deciding that no, that didn't apply. So there's still litigation on this. Probably the United States Supreme Court would be my guess. But uh, in any case, at the moment, that law has not been stayed. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Perdido Key held their first meeting to discuss becoming their own town. Also, Santa Rosa County Commissioners might change how discretionary discretionary spending funds can be spent. Those stories and more after this up. 